I, I, I totally disagree that Nigeria is unfit to live in. I totally disagree. Tell 50% of the people in Lagos to leave. They should go back home and, you know, get things done from their home. You understand? You see, I, I think, yes, at some point, um, leadership has failed, you know, and all those things. But if we are talking of that brain drenching, I totally disagree from it. Like, totally disagree from it. I just mm. know that there is a dysfunction, but it's not a brain drain. Because mm. whoever you think you need, you'll find them in this country. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Tech Point African Podcast. I am Uluwani Femi. I guess it's been a while you saw me and I'm here again, yay, who missed me? Okay, so today we are here to discuss something very important important and pressing. You will soon see how pressing it is because the conversation that is all over the place, we found it... Um, on on different social media platforms. You've seen intellectual conversations on LinkedIn. It has even made it to our places of worship. Like, and uh, we have the religious leaders advising and preaching about it. It's a a topic that's all over the place. And it's the jackpot topic. I'm sure you've been looking forward to it. Like, I want TechPoint to discuss this. We are here today. And we have a series about it. And this is the first of its kind. Today we are discussing a very important part of the jackpot um, trend that is that's what it's called the jackpot trend if you don't know if you are watching this and you are not nigerian jackpot is like literally translated as to escape yes in that sense like you're escaping from something and it is used to describe the um uh, people migrating from the country and people relocating to other countries outside the continent especially and we are here today uh to discuss if there's really a problem, right? If you look around you, especially as a Nigerian, if you look within your network, you can think of like more than five people that might have relocated out of the country in the last six months, right? And it seems like it's close to home and people are seeing the gravity. So people are saying we have a problem on our hand. It's like an, an acute problem of brain drain. That is what we are experiencing. Because earlier this year, there was a bank that like revealed that um, its, its talent, its engineering talent are leaving the country and it's affecting how they are able to render their services Services and there are also startups that by this time they can't resolve technical issues. People would say that their engineering talents have jackpot, like in past tense. <laughs> then there's also the fact that Nigeria is begging these doctors and nurses that are beg now, don't leave, don't leave, don't go to the UK because statistics are coming out every day. How many medical practitioners are leaving the country? So, b- given all this, you say this is this is something we should discuss. Do we really have a problem on our hands? And there are people that are saying, guys, calm down. You are exaggerating these things. We don't have any problem. And we are, I have one of them in the studio with me today who has the popular opinion that we don't, we don't have a brain drain problem. It's another thing that is going on in this country. And if people don't see it, all you can see is that people are living. And his name is Olawale Oshoba. Is an economist and is a management consultant. And he consults for financial services, 
in the industry, financial services industry, um, for academia also. He also consult for um I don't want to miss this out for real estate also. So let's let let's let's meet Olawale. He's here today to say his mind. I, I, I won't tell you my stance. He's here to talk about his opinion today. I'll just ask him questions and we tell you. So let's meet you, Olawale. Thank you very much, Nifemi. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you to the old tech points team. We are here. <laughs> here to discuss Jackma, as it were. You understand. And um that's just it. Yeah, thank you for for being here today. Let me just give you a backstory. What's okay. actually, what 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 like got me to meet Olawale, right? Under a post talking about Jack on LinkedIn, right? Olawale just came out like, guys, hold your balls, calm down. Like I saw his I saw his comment. I was like, hmm, this guy is saying something that is unpopular. Let me just say part. Let me just quote mm. a part of what he said in that LinkedIn post. He said, "How do we conclude that Nigeria is experiencing a brain, brain drain?" Is globalization not meant to include talent or labor mobility? That was what he said. I was like, hmm, I should speak to this guy. And and he even put us in suspense. He said, there are a lot of things I want to say, and I can't put it in text. So he's here today to talk about it. So let's get into the conversation. Okay, while okay maybe I should just start by saying that. <laughs> not putting things in text is because I'm really poor with typing. I make a lot of mistakes, so I try not to do a lot of texting and stuff like that. But my opinion still remains the fact that um, you must understand that um, Nigeria is not isolated from other countries. Neither is other countries isolated from Nigeria, you understand. And global labor mobility is a fact to which every employer of labor must consider. Because though you might be a Nigerian institution, your competition does not stop in Nigeria. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Do you understand? Yeah. Your competition doesn't stop in Nigeria. Your competition are those same people in the same service industry all over the world. And also for a Nigerian graduate, you also should understand that my going to school or acquiring a degree does not limit me to Nigeria. I need to position myself so that I'm globally competitive. So if people, if there are people living certain businesses, or industry, it's probably they've not positioned themselves to be globally competitive. So they should look inward and stop blaming the people that see better opportunities and they grab it. Interesting. <laughs> <That's> so the <laughs> fault is from uh, the employers. Uh, well, let us put it again. Let's look at it from a strategic point of view. You understand? When you do a stakeholder analysis, I think a lot of um, undue consideration has been given to probably the investors and probably the guys at the top. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, for me, when you see um, um, you're calling investors to invest in your business, you're telling them because I've got capacity to repay your money and even give you some profit on it. But the guys that actually bring about the repayment are the workers. Mm. So they are, as more, they are even as critical as the investors. But if we look around... Big corporations in Nigeria are quick to publish their profit for the year. Mm -hmm. But how many of them have actually published how well they've treated their staffs? Mm -hmm. Do you mm. understand? Yeah, yeah. Remember, unfortunately, they've been myopic. Do you understand? In the treatment of their human resource. Do you understand? I think most of them, when they base their welfare package, they just base it on the Nigerian system. Do you mm. understand? 
But unfortunately, if they look at the globalization, the everything into play, then they will be more strategic even with their human resource planning. Mm. Mm. But that's not the case. Mm. So that, okay, we are the highest payer in Nigeria. Good. So how about another developing country that can just add some little perks and take those people that you think <laughs> and so, get them on board? Huh. You see, a lot of guys go to the UK. I was talking with someone who got a bank, um, a, a, a job with a bank. Said he will be getting about twenty thousand pounds per year. And I sit back and I ask, twenty thousand pounds. You should bring a calculator. Yeah, don't worry about calculator. <laughs> by the time taxes are deducted, that guy is struggling. Mm. Do you understand? The guy is struggling. Because you find out these guys that have gone to the UK, I'm going to use United Kingdom because it seems to be the one that is accepting a lot of Nigerians mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Not even the US. The US doesn't even have time. There's a lot of backlog of visa applications that they've not even attended to in the last two years. So the UK guys, they are there and they are, guy, well, show me the way now. Alpha now, make your boy smile small. My guy. Mm. You think they are just storing you, but mm-hmm. their reality is different. They work mm-hmm. hours. I know a dude who is in the United Kingdom, Scotland to be precise, who mops floors. Mm. This has been the story, even when we were growing up. That, hey, don't mind those folks traveling out and all those things. You need to find out what they actually do there. Okay. Yes, there is a play of the central arrangement of things, what is livelihood beyond even your income, what are those basic things that is that's made available enjoy. to you to make your quality of life acceptable. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Some of those countries do have it, where Nigeria is struggling with those things. That's another conversation. Do yes, yes. So, uh, so. I, I'm going to come in there, right? Yes. I want to be sure that we agree that people are leaving the country. Oh, people are leaving the country, but a conversation <laughs> that is missing is that people are returning to the country. Oh, tell me about that. Oh, are you saying, would you believe that in the last two years, n- nobody has returned back to Nigeria? Are you going to say that in the last two years, some people have not repatriated their funds back to Nigeria because they see what others do not see as opportunities? Mm. Are you saying the guys that come from Lebanon? Are you saying the guys that come from India? Are you saying the guys that come from China to come and do one or two running arounds in Nigeria? Are you saying, why are they coming? Mm. Do you understand? So Nigeria is open for people to go and for people to to come. The people that are coming are even creating opportunities. Those that are going are going to... Uh, I don't know what they are going to do. Meet opportunities. <laughs> they to meet opportunities. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, the complaint of cold, the complaint of this. It's not like I wouldn't like to... If I see something real, do you understand? But if I travel tomorrow, you see me at the airport, you won't go and look at me. It's not that guy that was saying that there is nothing wrong in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I'm only traveling because... <laughs> I'm only traveling because I think there is something I really want to do. Mm. But I would never run away. Mm. You know, they say that in the place where there is a lot of darkness, a little light will shine bright. Mm. Oh, yeah. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So in a lot of chaos, in a lot of uncertainties, the brightest mind will shine bright. Mm. Do you understand? So Mm. you see, guys, (laughs) well, you know, social media is awash with a lot of untrue stories. Mm. Then we have this culture in Nigeria. We just find one interesting gist. They will make it be like a, like a national pandemic. Do you understand? Yeah. Jaguar is not even trending like COVID-19. And I'm like, is there something wrong with us in this country? <laughs> do, you, do you understand? How many people have actually left? We are talking about 200 million people. Mm. Do you understand? 
and you are having maybe a statistics give or take plus dependents and everything you're talking about 150,000 go leaves in the last one year mm. that's enough is that significant to, to make is, is that okay you you understand is that is that is that a brain drain now who who actually measured that the 150,000 that have left are actually the brightest of minds they are the inventors they are the guys that started tech point <laughs> Are you getting you're getting my drift? Yes, I am. So I've got um a different school of thought that come on, come off it. I'm sure even the dude that probably made this conversation popular on LinkedIn is still in Nigeria working. <laughs> he didn't run oh, away. <laughs> so it's a very funny thing, but I like us to go a little be uh um, back in time. In secondary school, I think um we almost have come across this conversation rural urban migration. Mm. You see, that's where the problem has actually. That's probably where it started. Actually, from. before we go to the problem, okay. all right. Then. I don't want us to let the cat out of the bag yet. All right. right. I want us to, to. Better than explain for this studio that we are recording it. We want to advertise them. So let's get the message from right, our business team. Yeah. Hi, I'm Abisola Adenoga, the head of business at TechPoint Africa. Did you know that you could present yourself as a reputable brand leader? Did you know that your business can get the limelight it deserves? Now you do. Using TechPoint Africa's marketing tools, we can put you in the faces of a large audience for brand awareness and thought leadership. To do this, reach out to us by sending an email to business at techpoint.africa or click on the link in the description below. Welcome back to the Techment Africa podcast. So before we go to the problem, right? Okay. Um I want us to to agree on a reality that is here. Yeah. You have agreed that yes, people are leaving same way that people are coming in. Thank you. Right? That's and agreeable. Yes. Yeah. So there's a conversation around why people are leaving. Yes, yes we understand the fact that there will always be labor migration across the world yes so and it is not it doesn't only, only happen in Nigeria. It's something that happens everywhere Everyone in the world. Know. But yes. for in Nigerian's case, if you want to isolate it, what do you think is causing people to leave? Because um, the I've, I've, I came across one um, United Nations report that yes. talks about um, the reason why some countries like the UK, US, Canada, Netherlands, Germany, and the other countries attract human capital is because they have like stable fiscal economies. And yeah. they also have like they have education capacity. Okay. That is what is attracting people to those places. Yeah. And it seems like what is missing in mm-hmm. some countries like Nigeria that's yes. making people to leave because some people relocate for academic purposes, some people for work purposes. Yes. yes. So what would you say are the other seemingly obvious reasons why people are leaving the country? Okay, before I go even to why people are leaving the country, I want to say like um Let's go to more recent conversations of the United Kingdom. You know, the United Kingdom breaks away from the European Union. Yeah. And UK alone is what we classify as an aging economy. So they try to liberalize their entry system process into the country mm-hmm. because they need people to come and work. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find out they are not giving them all the juicy jobs. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. Uh, so... So UK is open. So I can speak your in between that. You interpret it though. Yes, come on, just come and walk. Mm-hmm. 
then they give you all the options and options. Have you noticed that the United Kingdom keeps coming up with all manner of visa types? Okay, you just want to work for six months, come. You want to work for one year, come. He doesn't change the fact that they're come. attracting women they're capital. Attracting, why? Because they have a need. They have a need and they will bring you in to fulfill those needs. And the moment that need is met, is it not their law? They will recreate the law. Mm. <laughs> do so they can get rid of you by the time those needs are... They own the country. Whatever they come up with tomorrow, we just never can tell. They're already coming up with conversations along that line that, oh, it seems Nigerians are always bringing all their dependents. Yes, one of the Nigerian dudes, I think I was watching him online and he was like, um, well, Nigerians, we are very family-liking and all those mm-hmm. things. We like mm-hmm. to pick our people along and all those things. So, well done. It's good for conversation. <laughs> think, but... We must not shy away from the fact that the majority of people, when they look for opportunities, they come to a place like Lagos. Mm. The truth is that with 20 million people resident in Lagos, Lagos is, is under distress. Not because the government is not doing its work. So I won't be among the people that will say that Lagos, the government is not doing well. Because what Lagos has to contend with it's a lot. Mm. A lot of people, everything will be stretched. The roads, if you fix the road now, don't be surprised in three years' time because that road is actually going through what? A lot. A lot. <laughs> Do you understand? And when Lagos is unable to really accommodate everybody, people begin to like, and people do not want to go back to their villages. And towns. And their towns. Okay, some <laughs> of us are not from village. Exactly. Uh, I'm from Ijebodi, so I don't classify it as, as a, a village. village. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And because there is demand, price will go up. Hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. Because there is demand, price will go up. Let me give you a scenario. I stay on the redemption camp by the grace of God. And I felt like things that were looking expensive on the redemption camp, right? And then and I'm like, okay, what can be done? Hmm. So the next thing is, um, I don't know, the idea just comes to mind that there is a market just about, 10 kilometers away and i'm like okay let's go there so we drove we went and by the time we came back with um, all this pepper and the tomatoes and everything i started sharing mm. because what i found was like oh really these things can be this affordable maybe i shouldn't use the word cheap mm-hmm. but from what i buy and what i bought and i'm like ah I guess I've done be acting based on the right information. But I can only do that because there's electricity where I stay. Mm, do you yeah, understand? You so I can understand why people might not be able to buy in, in bulk. bulk. But you know, go back to the conversation of Lagos. Lagos is choking people. A 200k salary cannot even do so much. So you want to think of other options. So that's why I said for me, generally, you understand, we have a, a drift of people and we are our concentrations have come towards to lagos mm. now the next concentration is uk the moment uk gets filled up <laughs> so uk is the 30, 30, 38 states i'm telling you uk is now <laughs> becoming the alternative to lagos <laughs> because oh lagos God. can no longer accommodate people hmm. you understand it can no longer so because a guy that has a property in akoka is selling one point something million then you ask yourself what's the realistic value of this room property. on Palo? 
that I'm going to be paying a million plus for a year. But he can do that because he knows that if you don't take it, somebody else will come and take it. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Nobody in Osho State will put a room and parlor for 1.2 million. <laughs> Question is, who go collect them? <laughs> true. Do you understand? True, true. So we, the, 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 the where I, I try to go back in time and I realize that our rural urban migration had really, really cost us a lot of damage. Mm. Do you understand? We've left prosperity. Do you understand? I'm not saying agriculture is the only thing we could do. Do you understand? Mm. But we've left prosperity and we've come to pursue slavery, which is predominant in Lagos. No, I mean, people live like a king in Lagos. But the guy in Ekiti State can wake up in the morning, have some pounded yam, drink some palm wine, and say, Molosi Vishalini. That's how I'm going to work today. And he sits back. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. But now you're in Lagos and you're competing with yourself, competing with everything around you. And mm-hmm. um, So you see, that's a problem. Mm. The government also has a lot to do. Mm. Sincerely, they have a lot to do. But still doesn't mean that if we had electricity in Nigeria, people would leave. Because the open market of the world means that if I get a better offer anywhere in the world, I go. I hear some banks are losing tech staffs. That's because whatever they are offering, the tech guy can sit in his house and make it. As a remote worker. He's a remote guy. He's making whatever you want to offer him from the comfort of what? Of his house. Mm. So to say that we don't have tech guys in Nigeria, and I lie. Oh, they are a lot. Oh, they are so much out there. So they should slow down. Mm. So, slow so, down. so what, what what you're talking about is we've been able to establish the fact that people will always go to where opportunities are. That's it. That is what. That's that one is thing. People are always thing. attracted. Aunt is always attracted to sugar and honey. Yeah, yeah. You understand. So yeah. whatever appears to be sugar and honey at that moment, you want to at least if you don't want to put yourself, let me even taste it. Mm. You understand. Mm. Uh-huh. So, so it's not, it's not it's not like Nigeria is just unfit to be lived in. In a way, I I I, di- I totally disagree that Nigeria is unfit to live in. I totally disagree. Tell fifty percent of the people in Lagos to leave. They should go back home and you know get things done from their home. You understand? You see, I I think yes. At some point, um, leadership has failed. You know, and all those things. But if we are talking of that brain drenching, I totally disagree from it. Like totally disagree from it. I mm. just know that there is a dysfunction, but it's not a brain drain. Mm. Because whoever you think you need, you'll find them in this country. Mm. Especially the tech people. That I think it was the tech guys that left some banking institutions that brought that about this brain drain. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. Some have just resigned and they've decided to stay back and work remotely. A guy can be on, um, is he up work and he's doing maybe like some $300 a day. Mm-hmm. You tell him to come and go and sit in the bank. <laughs> it won't work. It won't work. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So I'm telling the bank that they need to go back and re-strategize and know that who are we competing with. Mm. Do you understand? We are not even competing with um, the KPMGs or... Or, or Lloyd Banks in the UK. We are competing with so many, so many things that can take the, the best of hands that we have and pull them out. Mm, mm. There, there's actually a school of thought that says it is better for a country to lose um, professionals, like established professionals, than it is for it to lose unemployed, educated people. Or, yes, unemployed, educated people, for instance. Now, if the head of engineering in a particular 
firm. in a particular firm lives. It's better for the head of the engineering in that particular firm to live than for people that are still looking for opportunities in the workspace to live. Mm-hmm. Yes. What do you think about that school of thought? Uh, well, uh, anybody that lives in Nigeria has money. Oh. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the average uh, tuition in the United Kingdom for a postgraduate program would be nothing less than £12,000. Mm. Put that in Naira. That's, that's about 12 million Naira. So you have to have money to live. You have some money, even though they, they even make so. So they so know what is going on. They say, okay, you can, might not be able to bring up 12 million Naira on the spot, but you should be able to bring maybe three, four million. So put three, four million together in Nigeria now. Mm. You have money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have money. Mm, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. you understand, three, four million, well, I put everything on the grace of God, you understand, can do man so much good in this country. Mm. If only you look the right way. Mm. You get. So I want to start a farm. I reached out to a person. I can buy your farmland, but I will lease it out. And um, the guys from the north will come and clear, right? We start something over five on five acres. I wouldn't spend a million naira. Mm. It's just about you know, Nigerians need thinkers, not the people that. Uh, I don't want to sound very very <laughs> funny, but again, another thing that is coming to my mind: a few years down the line, we are talking of graduate unemployability in this country. So suddenly our graduates are now very employable and they are running away. It's just to tell you like we are a people of sentiments. One mm. thing makes the news so that I can also trend with the news. Let me jump on it and talk about it. And the moment a, a few people jump on it, it trends. So mm. that little trend doesn't make it a the reality. It's just a it's just a gist. Hmm. That, that will fade away in a few time. In yeah. no time. Like before, maybe by the election period now, period, forget about brain drain. Hmm. Talking about trends, yes. um, there is this conversation around having too many fintech companies in Nigeria or hmm. in Africa. And we felt that this is a good time to discuss everything around fintech. I would like to remind us of the fintech summit. Um Organized by the Tech Point Africa team and is hosting on November 26th at Four Points by Sheraton in Lagos State on mm-hmm. the island. That is when it's holding. Maybe and if you take that to Ibadan. <laughs> because everything has to be in Lagos. Why does because it have to be? Because this is where everything is centered, <laughs> right? And that's, we, we, that, that, that's this, this, these conversations, yeah. right? These conversations about um, having a lot of startups, when we have um, fintech startups, when yeah. we have to discuss the fact that many companies are bringing um, financial services on, on their platforms, when we have to talk about lending and all, this is where it is concentrated, yeah, right? So we can't you. we can't blame ourselves. Uh, no, no, no. TechPoint doesn't have a blame because certainly that's where the, the players are. So you want to bring the conversation to Exactly. Them. So I agree with you. Yeah, so we are bringing a lot of players on that day. We yeah. are bringing stakeholders in different industries when it comes to 
to fintech. Yes. We are, we're not just focusing on payments because that seems like that's the most popular part of fintech. We're talking about lending, we're talking about careers, we're talking about embedded finance, we're talking about mm. blockchain, about everything about fintech. And it is holding on the 26th of November. But you have a, you have to get a ticket to attend. Go to fintech.techpoint.africa to, to we'll, we'll drop a link actually, but you can go to fintech.techpoint.africa to buy your ticket. The early bird ticket has closed, but you can still get a ticket if you are if you're on the lookout on our social media platforms you can get a coupon there or you can get a subsidized rate but just go and register and i hope to see you there and let's, let's just get back to this conversation yes. now right you were saying there's a problem i think you have touched on it so the exact problem now we're going to talk about the problem and the solution Mm. Right, because you can't just come to this gathering, <laughs> <laughs> this the this, this solemn gathering, and just talk about <laughs> the problem and not talk about the solution. So you're going to talk about the problem that you think we have, which is not brain drain, according to you, and you will talk about the solutions that we have to address them. Okay, for um, the problems are multi-layered. That's the, actually the truth. Okay. Um, the critical one, which is actually the one everybody would. Um, one easily point to is the role of the government. Mm. Do you understand? And um, I would even give an excuse for them. Yes, I won't give an excuse for a whole lot. Interestingly, I always think that the Lagos State government even outperforms itself. Ah. Yes, your popular opinions are plenty. Yes, I, <laughs> you know, I, I was born in Lagos. Do you understand? I've seen Lagos metamorphosed. You understand and i do an analysis and i'm like is this government trying are they even thinking of the future and i'm saying that yes it might have come in slow but you see bridges popping up you know see technology cameras popping up and all those things and yet people are still you know mm-hmm. coming in if lagos weren't working people won't come hmm. but somebody says lagos is striving on vibe because when you <clears throat> It's as if you are name name calling, like say you are speaking to an investor now, and you are saying this particular person that is popular has invested in my in, in my startup. This person will get um like convinced, like oh, this person that is popular must have so something. So Lagos is striving on vibe. vibe. Yeah. Well, it's the opinion of the person. <laughs> Do you understand? But I believe that person is in Lagos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Where it came in from Abuja. <laughs> And yet it's driving on vibe. If it's vibe, we should go back to Abuja or wherever the village of the person is. You understand? So that's my own opinion. Mm. Do you understand? I think Lagos is doing well. But are others doing well? Is the federal government particularly doing well? Mm. Do you understand? There are a few things I felt you could just even take off them. Probably do a little bit of, I don't want to use that word restructuring. Do you understand? But if we can restructure our developmental aspects, do you understand? Let states be able to generate their electricity. Let states be in charge of their securities. And, you know, those little critical things, then maybe we'll have a better Nigeria. Do you understand? That's one. The government, they have a role to play. Two is um, even the individuals, the people, the citizens. I think, interestingly, I'm beginning to see, well, I don't know, but I'm seeing that Nigerians are just Nigerians by by name. 
Do you understand? You're patriotic. You've lost patriotism. Like we've lost patriotism. Been traumatized. Ah, traumatized. Thank God we are not talking from an hospital yet. Without <laughs> <laughs> being just psychologically, psychologically you, you, insecurity and and stuff like that. I want to be traumatized. You see, the irony of life is 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 it's a crazy conversation. I've I've met with very highly placed people. You mm. understand? And they came visiting to Nigeria. And they are saying that they wish they could relocate just for one reason. Which is? So that the education their child will go through or pass through would be able to be something that conforms with their faith. Mm. You see, I think I got you. You, you understand? We are here. We have our own story. A few people are out there and they just wish that could this just taken away from our society maybe our society will be better there is the case of america everybody wants to go to yankee and some people like is it that place that anybody can just wake up pull the trigger and kills a nigger oh, that's tupac <laughs> <laughs> do you understand do, do you understand mm-hmm. and um the story of police brutality mm-hmm. we, we sure. call it enters here yeah. uh, but it's also outside the country mm. and then we feel like everything is wrong in nigeria but not in other places. And not in other places? Oh. We go to schools in Nigeria. I don't think we use what they call college loans and all those things. We don't. But the average American will go through college and by the time he's done with college, he has debts already to go to school. True. Are you saying things are not working in Nigeria? I think that's... We, we had a, one of the things I believe is that our level of appreciation is low because we have compared ourselves unjustly with other countries and helps us, it blinds us from the things that are good about us. That's one thing I see as a fact. So, uh, the problems are there, but patriotism, patriotism needs to come back. I, I, I look at Indubisi Ekweke, who is quite popular on LinkedIn. He started his journey in Nigeria. And you see the man in all in all the way God has helped him still makes reverence to the Federal mm. University of Oweri. How many Nigerians, mind you, schools in the US are, are, are largely supported by parents, by parents within the community. How many of us uh, how, did we did we even copy the right system? <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. You see, that's why it's like government has its own parts to play significantly. But even as a people, we have our own parts to play even more significantly. Because to a very large extent, we are the government. Another one is we all, um, the way we were brought up, also it's faulty. I, I believe it's faulty. Morals them teach us. Do you understand? But creative thinking we were not taught. Or we were not even helped <laughs> to, to, you understand, have a mind that profiles solutions. The the, my, own, my own folks made me understand that you finish school, you go and get a job. Certainly, I ain't going to get a job in Ijebudi. <laughs> The only place to get a job now is even in Lagos. But unfortunately, when my dad and my folks were growing up in Ijebode, they were industries in Ijebode. 
True, true. You, you get it now. Mm-hmm. There were people doing farming. My granddad was a cocoa merchant, a very successful one. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. None of his children went to the cocoa farm. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he willed it to them. <laughs> Even if he willed it to them, they didn't manage it. Mm. Because they wanted to be in Lagos and continue the salary and all those things. Whereas the real deal, if the cocos and the cashew nuts had continued to earn us forex, dollar couldn't be what it is. So the government did its own. We serve as humans. We started liking the suits. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. We started liking... Now, okay, we now, now, now we do don't understand. now we don't do suit and tie again. We are doing knickers and t-shirts. Well, <laughs> because, <laughs> we, we need help as a people too. You understand? So I believe that if we can go back to the drawing board, you understand, take a cue from Bob Marley and say, hey, let's go back in time and see what our history is. You understand? Then we can be better as a people. We can begin to appreciate the things that are working in Nigeria. Thank God for a person like Toby Amuson who broke the world record but has not said I'm now a UK citizen. Mm. But she came home, went back to her alma mater because that's where our own journey started from. A lot of guys will live and don't even want to remember the Nigeria. Okay, you go, go in peace, but then you go and still make us feel all bad and all those things. I feel there's a lot of the absence of patriotism is, is a major issue for me. You understand? Let's go back to to our glorious past of farming. There's nothing worrisome about making money from palm oil. Do you understand? You see a guy, is a farmer, before now, before now, like say 15 years ago, people like a farmer, what's he doing in the farm? Your mates are working in the bank. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Then, in fact, in debates, a doctor is better than a farmer. That has also built a psychology that one profession is better than the other. But unfortunately, it is whatever your hand finds to do that you ought to do well. So if if our school system had placed premium on even the essentials of life, which food is a key part of it, Mm -hmm. we didn't even play. And suddenly we started from having sufficiency to importation. We can't all put all that blame on the government too. Right? Because, it, you know, so you can see, there's a lot. But um, let me just stop at that one for Yeah, I, I have said a lot of things. And I hope the, um, anyone watching us or listening to us yeah. on either Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcast. If you're listening to us, I'm sure you've gotten some gems from what Olawale have said. And I want to hear from you. I want you to drop your comment about what we've discussed here today. Olawale is of the opinion that we don't have a problem. The problem is that um, opportunities are not evenly distributed in, in the country. Some states are not as prestigious in quote as Lagos State. And Lagos State is becoming more and more overburdened to the extent that are now spilling to the 38 states, which is UK. So we have a lot of conversations around that. And he, he mentioned patri- patriotism, aside from what the government is supposed to do to to address the situation on ground. Let's let's just get here from you. You can drop your comments in the comment section uh, or you can send uh, an email to us at podcast pod, podcast at techpoint.africa. And yes, wait, techpoint podcast 
at techpoint.africa. Yes, you can send uh, a, a mail to us there. We are we are open to hearing from you. Um, whether you are li- watching this on Instagram, on TikTok, anywhere else you are watching us from. So thank you very much for joining us once again today. Don't forget, this is the first in this series of Jackpot. We're going to talk about how companies should react mm. or to uh, how, how they should react. That I think that is the word, to react when their talent migrates from the country. And we also talk about the cost of hiring new talent. Those are things that will come up on this episode, on another episode of Tech Points africa podcast thank you once again for joining us thank you once again for joining thank us you. Thank, you. Thank, thank you thank you and this is my pleasure bye everyone bye, bye.